am. A wise man once said, Money is an amazing servant, but a terrible master. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke, and it is a wonderful Monday, May 17, 2020, and day whatever of quarantine. And I hope you guys are having an awesome quarantine time, at least as awesome as it can be, right? Um, I have had a pretty cool week. Um, I think that, you know, I guess an update for me is that I've been inviting a lot of fasting and prayer into my life just because um, I'm really trying to hone in on like self-control and just getting my mind right. And always like I'm just trying to get God like be more God conscious because I feel like I've been like more like conscious of like the problems I have or more conscious of like things I need to do. But um, I just want to be more God conscious So that's the one thing that I've been focused on in the week um, The thing that I want to talk about today I hope you guys had a good week The thing I want to talk about today was money um, I've never really talked about money Let me get my napkin <clears throat> My sweat rag Like I'm really a pastor now um, I want to talk about money today It's a topic that I don't think that I've touched on In the what 45-46 episodes History of church boy confessions and it's about dang time if i if if i if i if i had anything to say about it um i mean like people say money makes the world go go around right um i'm not completely you know in agreement with that i think god makes the world go around but for the sake of this episode money makes the world go around everybody wants money everybody loves money money is great um money gets you a lot of good things and a lot of people believe that money makes you happiness i mean we all say that we don't believe it but our actions kind of speak different or do different than what we actually say we believe. We say that money doesn't equate to happiness, but at the same time, it seems like we all are chasing after money because we think that money is truly going to make us happy. Um, of course, you can, you, know, you can relate this to another J. Cole song, like dang near every one of my episodes. Um, but I had three different verses for three different symbols of money that I wanted to talk about today. Um, but before I do that, I think that money is not the only thing that we chase after in life. I think that, uh, the way I like to, it's a word, it's like my new favorite term. I think it's my term of the week. I kind of have like words that I really am fascinated with, um, you know, different seasons in my life. And right now it's Holy Grail. I really like that word, Holy Grail. Um, and I feel like the definition of a Holy Grail, like there's an actual like Holy Grail, like I think it's in Catholicism, whatever it is. I'm sorry if, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. But besides that, a Holy Grail is kind of like a metaphor for something that we chased after, that we long for, our goal, a Holy Grail. Um, and I think that every human being in this life, I don't care whether you're Christian or you're not Christian, if you're Muslim, if you're an atheist, we all have a Holy Grail in life. But the thing is, I feel like some of our holy grails may be a little less fulfilling. Um, for guys, it could be women. You know, that holy grail is getting that girl's number, getting that girl and doing whatever with her. Um, same thing for girls. It could be, you know, vice versa. Um, it could be money, like we're going to talk about today. It can be 
status it can be revenge it can be anything that holy grail the thing that wakes you up in the morning the thing that motivates you the thing that makes you get up and do something that holy grail in life you want to fulfill this and once you grasp this holy grail in life you have completed something you are now complete you are now whole you have fulfilled something in life that is your holy grail every human being on this earth has a holy grail but what I wanted to talk about today was that some of our holy grails, and I'm be honest with you, I'm going to say some, but in complete honesty, I think the only worthy holy grail is a relationship with God, but we're going to get back to that. But some of our holy grails, I can't help but have to say something about it because we're chasing after fulfillment, we're chasing after happiness, we're chasing after completion in things that will never fulfill us, that will never satisfy us, and that will never complete us. And the specific thing I want to talk about today was money. You've heard it in, you know, a rap lyric. You've heard it when people are talking about God or the Bible, whatever it might say. They say money is the root of all evil. And I'm sure you probably thought that's exactly where I was going. But that's wrong. That's a myth. It's not true. It's not true. There's nowhere in the Bible that it says money is the root of all evil. Because, like, let's be real for a second. Because I'm going to talk about, oh, we shouldn't chase after money. But let's be real for a second. Can we be real? Money's great. Okay? Money allows you to do things that you probably otherwise would not be able to do. Money buys you things. Money can help people. Money's really cool. But So why would the Bible say that money is the root of all evil? See, now the Bible doesn't say that. It's false. It's a myth. It's wrong. It's misinterpreted. The Bible specifically says the love of money is the root of all evil. Because a wise man once said, and this is another shout out to my big brother, Mel John. Money, I don't know if he got this from somebody else. So if somebody else said this and he just stole it from them, I'm sorry. I don't have control over his actions. But he said that money is a wonderful servant. It's a wonderful servant, but it's a terrible master. It's a very terrible master. An excellent servant. You use money and you identify money as a tool for you to get certain things or for you to help certain people. It's great. But then when you love money and you start to do things in order to get money, you have now changed from being the master over money to be a servant under money. And it's a terrible master. And quite frankly, you cannot love money and serve money and serve God at the same time. How do I know that? Well, Matthew chapter six, verse 24 says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. That's the Bible. That's what it said. That's literally out of Jesus's mouth. Matthew chapter six, verse 24. You cannot serve God and money. And like, we know this, we know that we're not supposed to love money and we know we're not supposed to chase it. I mean, J. Cole has told us a thousand times that once you get to that mountaintop, you know, there's just a lot more to it. One of my favorite J. Cole songs is Love Yours. Love Yours is amazing because there's no such thing as a life that's better than yours. And we believe it, we receive it. But at the same time, it's like we don't because we serve money anyways. Money is our holy grail. You know why it's our holy grail? You know why we all want to attain money? And let me do a quick disclaimer. This episode is not for the people who are actually poor and don't have food to eat, don't know where the next meal is going to come from. Money is definitely, getting money is definitely something that you should probably focus on. All right. Let's be fair. 
But I think that in our culture, when we talk about chase the bag, get the bag, stack your paper, all this, why are there so many different ways to say that? If you're from the UK, it's make some peas. I actually like really like that, but I'm not from the UK, so I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. But we have so many names for it. And it's like when we talk about this stuff, we're not talking about I don't know where my next meal is going to come from. A lot of us in this Western culture, when we talk about chasing a bag, we're talking about chasing status. We're talking about chasing happiness. And that kind of goes into my three symbols of money that I think is the reason why we chase after why so many of our holy grails is because it gives us status. And it, it's because it gives us happiness and also we use it as a justification to not only run away from our problem, but to also do some pretty problematic things. So let's start off with status. What does the Bible have to say about this? In Mark chapter eight, verse 36, it says, for what? And we've heard this. Oh, you've heard this. You've heard this before. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Understand something. You can make all the money in the world. If you want to be Jeff Bezos, try your best to be Jeff Bezos. But there's a thing about this flesh that we're in, and it is that it does not last forever. And a lot of times, as we are chasing after this money, we start to lose ourselves. Because sometimes the most, the biggest payout can also be the biggest sellout. Sometimes, you know, in order to get that money, you have to do some very problematic things. Sometimes you have to sell your soul. Do you think, side note, do you guys think rappers are really selling their soul? I don't know. I don't like to accuse people. But sell your soul, whether it's, you know, you selling out, whether it's you doing something that you're not supposed to be doing, betraying somebody else for that money, the love of money. Money will make you do bad things so much so that you can get the entire world. But the but the Bible asks, and this is a really rhetorical question because we all know the real answer deep in our hearts. What does it profit a man to gain the entire world but lose his soul? Because you can gain the entire world, but it is appointed unto every man who wants to die. And when you die, you go somewhere. You go somewhere for the rest of eternity. Your soul is tied to a place for the rest of your eternity. Eternity. So for 70 years of your life, hopefully, you gain the entire world and you rule with an iron fist and you had all the money that you could possibly have and then you die. Hmm. And then it's all over. And you realize that you did a whole bunch of things. You did a lot of things. I was selling your soul. And now you have to spend eternity somewhere that you didn't want to. Because you weren't faithful over the years you had. Maybe 70 years on earth. If you're a businessman, and you don't even got to be a businessman to recognize this. That is not a good deal. (laughs) 500 billion dollars is not a good deal when you're trying to trade eternal life somewhere status sure you can get status in money 
You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to act like you can't. I mean, we rever celebrities. We we show appreciation and respect to people who have more money than us. We think that they are wise and all that different stuff. But at the end of the day, it's nothing that money can do that's going to stop them from dying one day. Just like you. And they bleed just like you. So we can continue to live this world where we have constructed this idea, this hierarchy, where the more money you have, the higher up on the ladder. But at some point, that ladder does not matter and the ladder is not going to keep you from judgment day. So what does it profit a man? What does it profit a woman to gain their entire the entire world? But lose their entire soul. Happiness. Man. Money is a symbol of happiness. And like I said, we've heard that money does not equal happiness all the time. Man, you don't even have to talk about that. But I think that I do. I think that I do because we say it. But do we actually believe that money is not the same thing as happiness? In Ecclesiastes chapter five, and this is verse 10 to 14, I'm going to read. Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This, too, is meaningless. As goods increase, so do those who consume them. And what benefit are they to the owners except to feast their eyes on them? The sleep of a laborer is sweet, whether they eat little or much. But as for the rich, their abundance permits them no sleep. I have seen a grievous evil under the sun, wealth hoarded to harm to the harm of its owners, or wealth lost through some misfortune, so that when they have children, there is nothing left for them to inherit." Big emphasis on those first couple of verses. Talk about verse 10 and 11. If you love money, you will never have enough. Hmm. Spoiler alert. There it is. If you love money, you will never have enough. This money chase, this paper trail... It's a paper trail of tears because you're going to be chasing fulfillment. You're going to be chasing happiness until you just can't run no more because we trick ourselves. We get some money. Yeah, we got some money and then we spend it on things that we want and then we don't have money anymore. Or maybe we we stay having money, whatever it might be. But you do have to realize, even if you're not a faithful person, just think about this for a second. How much can money impact your mental health how much can money stop a loved one from having cancer how much can money stop a birth defect or uh any of these things that are really out of all of our control a a plane from falling out of the sky what can money do in that You know, I have a story to this because for a second, I felt like a celebrity one day, just for a second. Um, And I don't say this, you know, to my own horn. Nah, but like I was on vacation and the vacation spot we were in, it was a wonderful hotel. Oh my gosh, this is the best hotel I've ever been to. Oh, it was amazing. It's called the Emirates Palace. It's in Abu Dhabi. Amazing. If you ever go to Abu Dhabi, stay at the Emirates Palace, period. Don't ask how we afforded it. Um... I went to the Emirates Palace and I was staying there. And while I was there, while I was in Abu Dhabi, I had one of those attacks, 
you know, insecurity attacks. I've talked about it many times um, in this podcast where there will be times when the devil, because you can't stop the devil, the devil from attacking you. You just got to fight. Right. So it will be those times where the devil hits me with like a thought or whatever it might be. And, you know, insecurity starts to kick in. And now I have to fight that. And for a second, when I was in the Emirates Palace, I was walking. I remember I was walking from the bathroom to, to the bed and I thought to myself, like, damn, I'm not happy right now. I'm not happy. I'm here, but I'm not happy. And I thought to myself, like, that's when the guilt started, started to creep in. How are you not happy even though you're at the Emirates Palace? How are you not happy even though you have all this luxury around you? What's wrong with you? And just this is real quick, not not shout out, but like just pointing out rich people today. We've seen rich people kill themselves. In fact, I mean, you look at the numbers, man. I'm pretty sure that, you know, it's more people who we consider well off that kill themselves than people who are poor. And think about that. And this kind of a side note, we invalidate rich people problems, but we have to understand that money does not solve all your problems. And even so, if you have money and you have problems, sometimes we trick ourselves into thinking, since I have money, I shouldn't have problems and I should be happy all the time. And then you start being guilty for being sad. And it's just ridiculous. It's all ridiculous because money does not give you happiness. You will never have enough money if you love it. It's all vanity. It's all in vain. And we see that in the scripture right here. And I love in verse 12 where it says the sleep of a laborer is sweet, whether they have a little or much. If you are faithful, you are a faithful worker. Your, your, your sleep can be sweet, whether you have a little or whether you have much. But as for the rich, their abundance permits them no sleep. Isn't that funny? Isn't that crazy how that's in the Bible? And we see it today. That holy grail, you think that that's happiness, but really happiness can be there with your family, right there with you. Happiness can be right there in the mirror, but we want to chase something. We want to have a holy grail and we think that that's money. But then the sad part is when some of us who have known and who have touched some money realize and we have it and maybe you've bought everything that you want to buy right after that feeling. You bought everything that you want to buy. Shoop. You come down, you come back down off the high, you come back down to earth and you realize that I am still the same person. I just have more stuff and this stuff is not fulfilling me. Justification. I think that we use money as justification and it is very irresponsible. I'm guilty. I have to do this in order to make a living and feed my daughter and feed my kids. I have to do this act. And those acts that we're talking about are ones that God does not approve of. Or I have to do this and you betray someone or or you turn your back on someone or you're greedy. So so you don't share with someone. You don't help someone. Money has become the justifications for a lot of the reasons why we sin. And I kind of want to loop back to the same verse. Matthew chapter six, verse 24. You cannot serve two masters. You got to love one. You got to hate the other. Just recognize that when you are serving money, you will come to a crossroads where you can either choose to serve God or you can choose to serve money. And if serving God puts you out on the street, hallelujah. 
That's what I'll say. Because I can tie this back to the other verse. Because what profit a man that he gains the entire world, that you make all the money that you can make, but you lose your entire soul because of money? Because of money. Ladies and gentlemen, there is only one holy grail in life that we ought to all be chasing after. And that is God himself and a relationship with him. Because a relationship with God, it gives you that satisfaction. It gives you that fulfillment. It gives you that completion in many different ways. Because then you recognize the God inside of yourself. You recognize the identity that he is giving you. So now you love yourself. And then he gives you the power to fulfill your purpose. So then when we fulfill our purpose, we are the most fulfilled that we've ever been. He lets you know that he's with you. He lets you know how great you are, that when you die and you leave this earth, you don't die with regrets. The tale of your life was that you were an awesome servant. And when you get to heaven that day, he tells you, well done. He puts a crown on your head and you live an eternal life with him. Blessings. Bless up. We can choose who we serve. Recognize what's good. Recognize what's wrong. That holy grail you're chasing after, and I'm not talking about just money. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's education. Maybe it's, of course, money. Maybe it's acceptance. Maybe it's just... It could be anything. What gets you up in the morning? I'm not saying don't have ambition. I'm not saying quit your job and don't care about money at all. All I'm saying is there's a difference between viewing money as a tool and viewing money as your master. And just a quick side note, because, you know, a lot of people today, they they criticize the church because we pay tithe. If you don't know what tithe is, tithe is when you give 10% of your income to the church as an offering to God. Recognize something here. There's a reason why tithe exists. Tithe existed even before money was printed. Um, it came in the form of sheeps or it came in the form of doves, turtle doves. Um, and there's a reason why God did that is because he knew that you were going to have problem with loving money. And he wanted you to get the opportunity to show yourself that you are not a servant to money by giving him 10%. And you know what the Bible says? I forgot the exact verse, but it says that when we give him our, our first fruits, our barns will be plenteous. Isn't that funny that you can give 10% and the, the Bible is saying that you will even have plenteous over 100%. Isn't that funny? Show God that you are not a servant to money. Show him. Show him that you are not a servant to whatever your holy grail may be. Maybe you have to fast. Maybe you have to pay tithe. Show not just him because he automatically knows what you're about. Show yourself. With that being said, let's go into confessions. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for the people who are listening right now, the people who are watching right now, God. Father, I pray that you please be with us, Father God, to recognize if our holy grail is not you. Father, help us to recognize that, Lord Jesus, and help us to understand that you are with us, that you are near us, and that you want to have a relationship with us, God.
And we will have a relationship with you. We will fast. We will pray. We will pay our tight, God. We will not serve money, but money will serve us because we are serving you. We will be sufficient. We will be sufficient. We will have enough. We will serve you. We're going to do what we need to do. We know who we are. We know our purpose. And if we don't know, we know that you're going to 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 reveal it to us. And we're going to work towards it. And we're going to be fulfilled. We're going to be complete. We're going to be happy. And it doesn't matter what our status is, Father God. Because we can be perfect and still they'll hate us like Jesus. We're no longer chasing after money. We're chasing after you in Jesus' name. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you guys love that message. If you felt that message and you know somebody who needs to hear that, please share it to them. Share it with them. Um, and if you want to watch this episode, we're going to have it up on YouTube uh, on Thursday. But, yeah, love you guys, man. The support has been amazing um, on Unassociated's platform and everything. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to everybody that's been listening to this podcast. I do not take it lightly. I truly do appreciate you guys. Um, I love you guys. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I'll see you all next week. Peace. If you like what you heard in this podcast episode, make sure you share it with a friend that needs to hear it. And if you're a person that likes more of a visual experience, Church Boy Confessions podcast videos are available on Unassociated's YouTube channel. Subscribe to our channel today for unlimited access to our video content.